recorded live. Oh, how I miss that voice. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast number 78, our three-year anniversary return. My name is Hassan, and today on the call, we are joined by Steve. Hey, guys. What's up? And I'd like to introduce the newest member to our podcast crew, Greg. Hey, guys. How's it going? So, as I mentioned, this is the 78th episode. Um, Actually, this past Saturday was our three-year anniversary. So thank you all for, you know, joining in and listening these past three years. Had some good times, and I can't believe it's been three years since we started. That's awesome. Uh, but we are back and hopefully have a regular schedule going of roughly every other Tuesday at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll let you guys know if anything changes, but that's probably going to be our um, rough schedule for a bit. Um, so we are here today on October 2nd, 2012, and uh, this is kind of our Wii U launch podcast is where we got a bunch of details on the launch of Wii U, so we're going to be discussing those and giving our thoughts on those as well. Now, for those that are new to the Nintendo Feast podcast, just a couple quick little things. Um, What's cool about this podcast is it's interactive. We have a chat room going right now, so uh, shout out to I am Mr. Blanky, who's in the chat room, as well as guest six. So hello to you guys in the chat. Um, And you can also call into the podcast uh, live as well. Um, you can call in by dialing 724-444-7444 and then enter the call ID 59264-POUND. Probably just threw a bunch of numbers at you that you're not going to remember, so just head to nintendofuse.com and uh, all the details are right there on how to join in. So if you guys have anything in the chat room that you want to you know, mention your thoughts on any subject as we're discussing it, feel free to post it. We'll mention it on the podcast, and if you want to call in as well, Feel free to do so, and we'll get you on the line so you can voice your opinions. So, um, yeah, so I mentioned, you know, Greg is new to the podcast crew, so welcome, Greg. Um, Definitely excited to have you on board. And um, Steve is back. And um, the others, uh, you know, Jeremy, Nick, Mickey, any of the others, uh, they're free to join in whenever they can. Uh, I know everybody's all busy nowadays, so it might be kind of hard. But every now and then you might see some of them on the show as well. Um, so it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, I think that's pretty much it as far as the uh, getting the stuff out of the way. So let's get right to it. What have you guys been playing lately? Um, let's start with uh, Greg. Let's see what you've been playing on Wii and 3DS and anything else. On the Wii, I just picked up that new virtual ga- uh, WiiWare game, the Wild Milana, I think it's called. I actually oh, yeah. had get a chance to get it going yet. I was just kind of playing around with the controls and settings, but other than that, mm-hmm. I didn't really get to dive into it. I did, did download it and have an interest to play it. On the 3DS side, I've been actually been playing a DS game called Radiant Historia. It's an RPG game that came out like a year ago, and I had stopped when I joined the Ambassador Contest last year, and so I got to resume and pick that up and hopefully finish it. How's uh, uh, La Mulana? From what I, the couple of minutes I played, it was actually pretty neat. I mean, there's a little character guy, and he has like a whip, and he jumps around, and you like have this email computer thing that you only get to get emails from the guide or whatever. You can't send any. It's kind of weird, like an unusual kind of story setup. But that's about as far as I got into it. It was just kind of playing around with controls and trying to figure out what everything does. Right. Yeah, I remember there's a lot of fuss over. I think one of the developers they were having trouble getting the game to WiiWare or something, and then for a while I think they said they weren't going to bring it, and then they did or something like that, right? Yeah, it was a huge thing. It was supposed to come out I guess a while ago, and it seemed very interesting. And I actually totally forgot about it until they said it was upcoming, and Jeremy was going to request it, but we didn't get the review code, so I ended up just purchasing it just to play it. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Steve? What have you been playing lately? You know what? It's been uh, really interesting lately because <laughs> um, I haven't been playing yeah. a whole lot. Um, you know, various things going on. I know we we kind of talked about this a little bit. You know, and uh, and PMs and stuff like that, and uh, the and the forums and everything. But you know, like life just gets kind of crazy busy, and I don't remember the last time I even powered on my Wii. Um, like. I can't remember it at all. Um, it might have been the last time 
that we had, you know, a podcast like this that I actually turned it on. Um, right. Or maybe when I, I don't know. Um, it's just been like, you know, life gets busy and everything. And so, and not, not to mention, like, on top of that, there's hardly been, like, any really compelling games lately. For we, it's almost like um, kind of when, you know, the... Uh, the end of the cycle gets done, you know, with a with a system and everything, and it almost seems like sometimes Nintendo just is like, well, all right, uh, nothing anymore. We're just gonna wait till the next system comes out. Um, so, and that's what I kind of feel like they've been doing with with Wii lately, at least in my opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's games out there that some people really care about a lot, but in terms of my liking and everything, it's been hardly anything that has really been that um, that compelling. So. The games that I have been playing um, have been both like on my iOS devices, uh, which I've been getting in more into lately, um, and then uh, the 3DS. And so, um, and so, in terms of the 3DS, I've been playing uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, I'm playing that since I got the review copy a couple days early um, from Nintendo, and just trying to spend as much time with it as I can before I, you know, write up the review and everything for the site. So, um, I've have beat. The, the main game, I guess you would say, I, I've defeated Bowser, um, just kind of working on going back through and and unlocking as much stuff as I can and spending as much time with it as I can before I, you know, kind of feel like I get a, a really good, well-rounded um, view of the game before I actually write the review and everything. So, um, but I love it overall. It's been, it's been a really fun game. Um, I guess my initial thoughts um, based on, you know, my playthrough and without actually writing up the review so far is, is that it is a really fun game, but there's nothing completely brand new about it. And then, like, the coin rush is probably the only brand new uh, concept with it. Um, but everything else is just kind of like, all right, I've done this before. It's really fun. I really enjoy it, but I've done it before. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of the thought I had as I was playing through uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, other other than that, um, I played. Uh, I, was, I spent uh, quite a bit of time with uh, Fractured Soul, um, which is a uh, 3ds eShop game. Um, it's one of the more expensive games. It's a twelve dollar uh, game that I got as a, a review code from uh, In Game Studios, and um, wrote my review and everything on it. Um, but overall, it's a great game. It's, it's very difficult if you're looking for a, a platform shooter that is. You know, really going to test you. Um, I highly recommend it. It's uh, kind of on long lines of like a Mega Man and Chronos twins. If uh, they kind of like melt those two types of games together, and uh, that's kind of how it is. It's just I don't know if it's as difficult as Mega Man, um, but it's definitely in similar style as like Chronos twins. If you play that for the, uh, I think it was DSiWare, like that. So. I actually completely agree with that. I did download Fractured Soul and that game is just ridiculously hard. And it yeah. dumped it up within like the sixth or seventh level. Yeah, that's about like the first couple of levels I was like, okay, this is this isn't so bad. And then yeah, about the fifth, sixth level or something, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is getting brutally difficult mm-hmm. like sometimes that I would be playing the same level over and over and over again and just like, Why can I get get through this? Um, so sometimes I, I will I will say it was based on level design. There were some things like uh, some bars in the back that I actually couldn't tell that I could grab a hold of that I thought they were just like in the background and come to find out there were actually things that I could jump a hold of, um, which I personally think if they would have used 3D, it probably would have helped that. But because it was only a 2D game, um, I wasn't able to tell the foreground from the background sometimes. So I was like completely missing these platforms or or whatever, um, that probably could help me get across these levels, but I was totally even, I, I didn't even realize I could grab a hold of them um, until, like, <laughs> later on. I'm like, oh, man. It's like that, that moment, I don't know if you guys have played the, the original uh, Ninja Turtles game for uh, NES. And, oh, like, the, I, have, I have the virtual like console the, game for it. <laughs> okay, so it's like the second or third level or whatever, and there's that part where you come up the... the uh, the ladder, and you gotta go right on the bottom half of the screen, and you get around, and then you have to go back left on the top part of the screen, and there's this little gap that you think you have to jump over, and you spend hours and hours trying to jump that gap, and all of a sudden, 
on accident, you realize, oh, I can just walk over it. Wow, I just wasted <laughs> the last couple hours of my life doing this. That's kind of how I felt a lot of times as I was playing pressure pull. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how, like, you would think, uh, some people would think 3D doesn't add that much to some games, but it could kind of help with some of those things, which is really interesting um, in terms of level design. So. Yeah, I think um, especially, you know, um, comparing those two games, like New Super Mario Bros. 2, compared to Fractured Soul, you know, the, the 3D does add so much, um, you know, that, that added depth, even in a 2D side-scroller, that, that third dimension adds that extra, you know, thing that you don't even realize you don't have. It's one of those things, like, you don't even realize that it's so important until you've had it, and then you they've taken it away from you again. And then you're like, oh, no, 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 I want it back. <laughs> I think the main thing was it's because of the actions on both screens. So if unless the 3DS had a stereoscopic 3D on the bottom screen, then it would work a lot better. But I think it would, I mean, it might work if it was just half of it, but, I mean, I don't really know how that would work. Right, yeah. I mean, bottom. I I kind of understand why they did it, but it's it's still, yeah, it would have been nice to have it. I don't know how they would have done it well, but still. <laughs> And that was that was part of the thing. I mean, if I would say to our listeners, if you've never played a dual screen platformer like where you switch back and forth like Chronos Twins or or uh, Fractured Soul, um, give one a try if you can because they're they're intense. It's well, you're you get to pay attention to so much more than you normally would on just a single screen game. And I would kind of compare right. it to Mighty Switch Force in a way where it's like you yeah, this stuff switches between the front and the foreground, but it's on one screen, so you don't have to worry about looking down at a different screen entirely. Hmm. Right. Cool. Um, well, yeah, so I guess uh, on the 3DS side of things, I'm kind of along the same lines as you, Steve. Actually, for both Wii and 3DS. Um, on Wii, I really haven't touched that in a while. Um, I think maybe a couple months ago or so, I bought Pikmin 2 on Wii and Epic Mickey. Uh, I still haven't touched Epic Mickey, actually, so I kind of need to get back to that. Um, but I really haven't played much on Wii because it's just kind of been like there hasn't been as much going on, I guess, that's been interesting to me. Um, on 3DS, I mean, I've also been really busy, so it's been hard to find time to play. Um, but uh, I did buy uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2, downloaded that on the eShop, um, and I've only played through, like, the first two worlds, so I really haven't played much, so I, I'm probably going to get back to that soon. Um, but I also bought a Theatrhythm Final Fantasy recently, played that a bit, um, played the demo and thought it was pretty fun. I don't really like Final Fantasy games cause I'm not really a fan of RPGs, but, uh, the music was kind of cool and the demo was, um, was pretty fun from what I played. So I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And, cool. uh, there aren't too many, I guess, rhythm games on the 3DS and I'm a fan of, of rhythm games. So I, uh, bought it and, uh, cool. been enjoying it from what I played. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, what, cool. what do you think about the, the way they've, incorporated RPG into the rhythm, like, because all I've done is the demo, like, I played it at, at E3, and and it was interesting. I was like, oh, this is kind of a different twist and everything, but I don't, I, I haven't played the full game, so I have no idea, like, really how they really flesh it out, so I guess, right. what do you think about that so far? You know, it's interesting. The, uh, the, the RPG element is, I guess, as you play, you sort of level up your characters, and they apparently have different strengths, um, you know, some are good in, like, magic or different different things, I guess. And uh, that's supposed to help you out in certain levels. I I mean, I've played through, um, I guess you, you have uh, different story modes, so you can play through a set of songs from each of the games. So I've played through, I guess, three or four games worth of story levels or whatever. Um, so I haven't played too much, but i played a decent amount. And uh, I really haven't noticed much of a difference. Um, so I'm, I'm not entirely sure on how much it really affects the actual gameplay. I don't think it really affects it that much. I, I think it might be more in terms of, the, like, the scoring of the thing. So, like, you might – certain characters, if they have a certain ability, uh, if you, like, miss a note, it might not count it as badly. I was, I was trying to read through the instructions and understand it, and I think that's sort of what they're hinting at. But it really doesn't affect the, the gameplay that much or anything like that. Um, so I, I really haven't noticed it that much, to be honest. I just, after every song I play, it says, you know, your character's leveled up. I'm like, okay. And I continue, <laughs> and nothing really has changed much. So um, maybe I need to kind of delve more into it, but it doesn't seem like 
it seems like the RPG stuff is there because it's more of a Final Fantasy RPG game, and they wanted to kind of throw stuff in there for Final Fantasy fans to try and, I don't know, level up the characters and just for something extra to do, but it doesn't really seem to add much to the gameplay. That's good, I guess. I mean, for those people that aren't uh, RPG fans, they could still probably get a lot out of the game then. Right. I did try out the oh, yeah. demo. I didn't find it something I'd be interested in, even though I do like the RPGs. I guess I like the more depth and everything that comes with it and the story, and not so much the, just the repeated kind of musical part of it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting. And it's funny, there's so many demos that are now out on the eShop. Like, I was like, I was, I was so happy that we're getting demos on the 3DS, and now I have like seven or eight demos that I have downloaded that I haven't even touched yet, so I have to kind of get to those. So I have a bunch of stuff to play on 3DS. I just haven't uh, made the, yeah, the time have, yet. But I have a nice 3DS backlog. I made like a folder and put all the stuff that I mean to play in a folder <laughs> just to, to okay, right. this remind me of what I should get to when I have the time. Right. It's sort of the uh, the catalog of games to play while we wait for Wii U, right? Right. It's the big event. Well, yeah, yeah, especially because so, uh, of me. I, like, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this soon, but you know, I didn't get to get a pre-order, so uh, I will probably be waiting outside a store for a long time so I can uh, catch up while. <laughs> right. Hopefully, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Hoping you won't be standing out where it's super cold. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did for the Wii. So hopefully, mm. it won't happen like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's get right into to Wii U. Um, so we've got a couple things to, to discuss. Uh, let's start off with the basics. Wii U is launching November 18th in the United States. That is a, a little over a month away, um, like maybe, maybe like a month and a half or so. So that's, uh, pretty crazy. It's, it's pretty soon, uh, November 18th. Uh, it's coming out November 30th in Europe and Australia and December 8th in Japan. So just like with Wii, um, uh, we get Wii U first. There are two SKUs for Wii. There's the Basic and the Deluxe. So Basic is uh, $299.99 or $300, I guess I'll say. It's easier to say. Uh, Deluxe is $350. They both come with, obviously, the Wii U console and the gamepad and the sensor bar, AC adapter um, for both the gamepad and the system and the HDMI cable. But the differences are the Basic set is white while the Deluxe set is black. Um, and the uh, basic set, the console has 8 gigabytes of internal storage, and the deluxe set has 32 gigabytes of internal storage. And the deluxe set also comes with a Wii U gamepad cradle, stand, and a stand for the console, plus Nintendo Land packed in. Um, so a lot of value there for those packs. So um, let's get some thoughts on the... the... I'm sorry? I'm sorry. You also missed out on that digital deluxe promotion. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, my bad. I was looking at yeah, the box, and I didn't uh, mention that there. Yeah, the um, digital promotion. Do you remember how much, like, off they give or something for those? can't remember. Nothing is specified on the website, but I've been hearing on other news sites and everything else where you see posted it's like 10%. Okay. Yeah, so I guess it's basically, um, for those who don't know, it's uh, an incentive program so that, all the digital games that you, if you get the deluxe set, it's only for those that buy the deluxe set. Um, all the digital games that you buy will basically be, I guess, um, around 10%. It looks like in the chat room, I am Mr. Blinky saying it's 10% in, J- in Japan. Um, but uh, I guess here in the U.S. they haven't really commented uh, on that yet. Um, but you'll get 10% off on, on these games. And as, I think as you buy games, you'll get more discounts. Or it's, it's basically like, you know, way to promote, um, buying games digitally as well, and I think it'll last two years or so. Um, yeah, so that's, they, that's they've cool. guaranteed it through two years. And I think it, I mean, it almost seems like uh, what they've been doing through Club Nintendo recently. I mean, kind of like you get points for downloading things, and you can use those points, you know, for various things in Club Nintendo Store, one of those, you know, being, you know, digital copies of games. And so I think they've just kind of worked that into the, the program, it, it seems like, um, within the Wii U. Right. Yeah, it's sort of like our own little Wii U ambassador program, Club Nintendo style, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think about the uh, the two SKUs and which one, you know, are you going to pick or have you 
Uh, I know Steve said he, he didn't get a chance to pre-order yet, but Greg, you know, if you've picked one, which one? So um, let's start with uh, let's start with Steve this time. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think um, to start with, I, I think it's a good move uh, for for Nintendo to actually, you know, venture into the the idea of having multiple SKUs um, because I think it's worked well for for Microsoft and Sony um, because it gives people more options. Um, you know, in terms of how they want to, you know, play the game or or the system as as a whole, um, and so I think that that was a good move. Um, I'm interested, you know, with the whole like the size of, of the the um, you know the storage space and everything on them. It is interesting that they're significantly smaller than you know Sony and Microsoft's uh, offerings. Um, you know, in terms of you know what they offer. I, I know the the arcade version of the 360 um, is somewhere around, you know, the same, I think, uh, storage space as the, the basic set for Wii U. Um, but it is interesting that they, I don't know, just it seems like 32 gigabytes isn't very much at all. But um, nonetheless, in my opinion, that, that deluxe set for only 50 more bucks is so, it's so worth it. Like in terms of what you get, I mean, getting Nintendo Land itself which is probably going to be, you know, somewhere around a $50, $60 game by itself is worth it. Then you get, you know, the stands and you get the, the promotional thing that we were talking about and all that stuff included and the extra space. And I, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know, I think there are probably some people that disagree with me, but I think the black uh, Wii U looks so much better than the white one. Um, so you get all that, that bonus just for $50 more. Um, and so if, you know, if I'm able to get one right on day one, um, I didn't. I wasn't able to get a pre-order, like I said. Um, I walked into GameStop like day of or day after they announced it, and I was I was just checking on, you know, asking them, you know, how much how much the pre-orders were and everything, and they're like, you want to do it right now? I'm like, you know, I'll probably I'll probably do it sometime eventually, but not not today, because I was in the mall GameStop, mm-hmm. and I and I usually like to go to the the standalone store in our town because. Um, the mall one just they they never you know do any like midnight openings or anything like that. I have to wait till like till the mall opens at ten o'clock or whatever, where you know the the standalone store will stay open longer and everything. So it's like you know I'll, I'll eventually make it over there, um, and then all of a sudden next thing I'm doing I'm reading in the forums and reading on different sites that the pre-orders are sold out like crazy on everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling around like Best Buy and Target and all these different places, and they're like, sorry, we don't have any. I'm like, oh no. So um, if they don't have any, it looks like I'm going to be uh, taking it out that night um, mm-hmm. to try to get one, um, you know, without a pre-order. Uh, but I've def- I'm definitely going for, for the deluxe, though. Um, it just seems like a better idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think um, from what I've been hearing, it seems like GameStop and other places, they seem to close pre-orders pretty quickly. Um, I mean, there was some demand for it, of course, but it seemed like they were almost a little conservative in their estimates. So I wonder if maybe closer to launch, they'll open up pre-orders again. I think maybe they're just kind of playing a little safe right now. Um, I think so too. I, that, I think it's, yeah. I was just going to say, I think, and I think in a way, you know, Nintendo might be holding back on those as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because that, I mean, and this is, this is very evident, I think with um, the recent iPhone five launch with Apple um, that, you know, uh, companies sometimes um, will falsely make people think that there's a high demand and a low, um, you know, uh, amount of product in order to to boost that demand even higher. You know, they, for instance, like I heard people saying, you know, Apple desperately needs that line that's wrapped around the Apple Store on that morning for all the press and everything that they're going to get. Um, and I almost see Nintendo maybe approaching the Wii U launch similarly. Like they they limited the amount of of pre-orders in order to also create a higher demand the day of. Um, right. So and I also you know I have a I have a couple friends that work at Toys R Us. They're they're you know all but certain telling me you know you could you should be able to show up that day and get one. Um, you didn't have you don't have to pre-order. Um, so I'm kind of banking on that being true. Right. And I think also. Um... The other thing is maybe only a couple of days away, basically maybe a week or so away, is Black Friday. And I think that's going to be another big rush to the stores. So I think they'll, a bunch of stores will probably hold systems for Black Friday as well. Definitely. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I think like stores like Walmart and Target are, and like Meyer are stores that you could just probably kind of walk in and they might have like a lottery system in place if there's way too many people or maybe they might even just pick the first people to be in the line. I know like my buddy for the Wii, he went to Meyer and he was the one of 25 people that got like one of the lottery tickets called to bring it home. But, I mean, I had pre-ordered mine, but I didn't get mine until Black Friday. Hmm. Right. What about uh, what about you, Greg? What um, what are your thoughts on the two SKUs, and which one uh, should you get? Well, I definitely reserve the deluxe because, as Steve was saying, there's just way too much extra value not to pass it up. I mean, get the promotion program, which we'll hopefully get more information on before the launch, or if not, shortly after the launch. And plus, all the stands and cradles. I mean, those are sure given extras, probably not really needed. But also, the key was getting a game. I mean, as being one of the reviewers for Nintendo Fuse, you have to be careful which games you get and which you're requesting other ones so you don't know which ones you'll get. So it's important I can bring home at least a game so I'll have something to play the first day that I have it. So that was one of the regards for me. I mean, I did reserve Epic Mickey 2 because I didn't request that one yet, but I was also looking to request new Super Mario Brothers U and other games along that line. I haven't really had a chance to pick out any exact games. But in terms of the SKUs, I mean, it would have been nice if they could add the colors in both. They could have black and white basic and black and white blocks, just to kind of even that out a little bit. But, I mean, I still wanted the black one regardless, so that didn't really affect my decision at all. Um, The the basic is still pretty good value, but again, I don't, like Steve was saying, with the amount of storage... And that could be a concern. I mean, we don't really know what size the games will be, and it seems Nintendo's really pushing to get that external hard drive, but they really don't want to have offer the 250 gigabytes. They'd rather just say, hey, get 250 gigabyte hard drive, or you can find a 64 gig SD card, or whatever it will float your boat. To... Yeah, I wonder if this is, I mean, not that, I mean, Nintendo's always, um, you know, I don't know if necessarily what they're, their sales mentality is because I've not them and never in one of their meetings, obviously, but, you know, I wonder if, you know, they've always kind of approached their, their systems and, and had, um, you know, like uh, peripherals and stuff like that, that they also intend making, intend to make money off of. And so I'm wondering, you know, if they've got some, you know, hard drives or some SD cards down the line, if they, they intend to make even more money off of those, um, you know, Nintendo branded hard drives they can attach, you know, Oh, sorry, we only sold you one for 32 gigabytes. You know, we got a 250 gigabyte hard drive you can buy. It says Nintendo on it. Um, sure, just hand over $100 or something. Um, you know, as as a consumer, I don't want that to happen, but I'm wondering if, you know, that is going to happen later on down the road. Um, if we're going to see that type of thing, you know, for the extra storage, these, you know, Nintendo branded hard drives are going to come out. I'm pretty right. confident that they will probably will because they, didn't they have a Wii branded SD card? So I'm sure that they'll probably have a Wii U SD card and most likely a Wii U hard drive. Yep. I believe those were actually more expensive than if you were just going to get a fan disc. Like they were, card. and I I don't know anybody that actually bought the Nintendo brand ones, but I know they were out there. <laughs> right. It's probably out I there mean, for those uh, the uh, you know like the the moms you know that go out there and. They they find out they need to get something to store memory on, and they just rather than kind of going out and doing the research to find out there are much cheaper ones, they see something. Oh, this is you know the official one. This will probably be good, and they kind of you know get suckered into buying that, I guess. Right. Yeah, I think I, going back to this, the 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 two SKUs. I mean, in my opinion, I I would I'm and then anybody that asks, you know, kind of which one should I get? In my opinion, I mean, if you're planning on getting Nintendo Land, anyhow go for the deluxe version if you can get it because you're going to save money in the long run because, you know, you probably, if you bought the basic and Nintendo Land, you're probably going to be spending more money than you would buy the deluxe version and you get all that extra stuff too. So. Right. Yeah, I think uh, one of the only reasons to get the basic, I guess, is if you really want that white-colored, you know, system and gamepad. Um, right. But even then, I guess it's a matter of is it worth the, the price difference? Because again, if you're going to get Nintendo Land, you have that value there. You have the deluxe or the the digital incentive thing and all that other stuff. So it um 
definitely seems like the deluxe makes uh, much more sense there. But nice to see that they're offering, you know, a second option as well. Um, so I guess to go along with what you guys said, I'm also getting the deluxe as well. So I have that pre-ordered. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I was planning on getting Nintendo Land regardless, and so I'm glad they had a bundle with that so I can get that. And I wanted the black one, so that works out. Um, and uh, all the stands and other things, that's, that's kind of, you know, useful as well. Um, I mean, the storage thing, it's nice that they have more storage, but, I mean, regardless, I was planning on getting, like, an external hard drive just for games because I plan on trying to download as many games as I can versus buying them in retail um, just because it's so much more convenient. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, some third-party games may not necessarily be offered for download, at least not at launch or maybe not at all. So um, I'll probably have to get those separate as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely uh, excited for these these two uh, SKUs. Um, and I know it's uh, – I was just thinking about this. It's kind of interesting. I think all three of us have, have actually played Wii U. Um, I know Steve played it at, uh, at E3, and then uh, Greg and I both tried it out at Wii U Experience events. Um, so the three of us have all kind of experienced Wii U and know what to uh, what to sort of expect. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's yeah. kind of interesting though, like because um, kind of comparing the two launches of the, of the systems. You know, obviously I wasn't I wasn't a part of Nintendo Fuse or Wii Nintendo at the time. Um, you know, when the Wii launched, and you know, none of us were actually. And so right. um, and so when that happened, it was so new. It was like. For, brand new, fresh thing, and I, I would, all it was was just these concepts that I had in my mind of what this system could be like um, when I finally got it, and I got it home, and I was like, oh, this is great, this is awesome, but having played it uh, several times now, it's such an interesting thought, because I'm like, I'm still excited about it, but it's not like it was for the Wii, like, because it's not this concept that I that I don't know anything about. I've actually I've played it. I've had my hands on it. I've played several <laughs> games. And I know pretty much how it's going to be, um, which is interesting, um, just to, to compare the two experiences for myself. Right. Yeah, no, I think same thing with... for me. Hey, go ahead. Greg. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep trying to cut in when you're talking. Um, no problem. I completely agree with what Steve was saying. I mean, for when the Wii was first introduced, I mean, I was all excited to have it get it day one, and I kept going to the local game crazy, which is no longer in business, <laughs> and just to find out when I could reserve it, and then they let me reserve it, like, ridiculously far in advance, but then they said it wasn't an accurate pre-order, and I had a big uh, anger problem with those guys, because they would have, like, lost my pre-order, and then just bring it home. I mean, it was so, like, new and very promising, and it seemed like it was going to be a lot of fun to be enjoyed and we sports looked like so much fun and looking back I mean it was just so exciting just to see it launch and then obviously since I got to see the Wii U I mean it just felt really comfortable and everything like that and got to see some of the games and that was at least pretty exciting to be a part of that unique group that got to play it early without being at E3 right yeah I definitely agree as well um it was kind of interesting with Wii, like, I guess I managed to get a pre-order at Toys R Us the week before launch, and I remember for the pre-order, there was, like, a crazy line, and everybody was, like, running into the store, and I think I got the last pre-order of, from that store or something, so then when I got it home, that was uh, on launch day, that was the first time I'd actually played Wii, and so that was, you know, a pretty big experience, and whereas this time around, it's like, I know what to expect, yeah, I've tried out Wii U and everything, and, um, so I'm, I'm hyped, but it's like a different kind of hype. It's not, I'm going to experience this new thing. It's sort of, I know what to expect and I'm ready for it and I'm excited and I want to, you know, I want to get my hands on it again now. So it's like, it's kind of a different sort of hype, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did load the site. It does launch in 46 days. So I've been, I keep going on Nintendo.com every day mm-hmm. and I see the days just coming down. Like, Go on there to find surveys, just or just rewatch some gameplay videos and see if there's any other games I might have overlooked that I might be interested in getting or even requesting to review. And I'm constantly checking up on that calendar. Right. Cool. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, something else that they announced recently: um, Nintendo TV, which, with Nintendo and their crazy naming, it's. T V I I, you know. 
when they said that, I was like, oh, really? Like, come on. But, uh, yeah, so Nintendo TV is kind of interesting. It's something, I guess, um, I don't entirely know what to make of it yet, but it's it's basically what it is, for those that don't know, is it's um, a way to, as you're watching TV, I guess it links up with your cable box and that kind of thing, um, you can sort of use it as, like, an interactive guide for your TV. So you can kind of search through it, see what's on TV. You can set your favorite programs and that kind of thing. Um, you can comment on things as you're watching them, and uh, you can, uh, you know, if you're watching a sports thing, you can view sports scores. Um, it's sort of a way of interacting with your TV, um, you know, with, with what you're watching. Um, so it was I, I knew Nintendo was going to be talking about something sort of entertainment-related. I just wasn't expecting that. I thought it, it kind of caught me off guard. It was really interesting. Um, I'm not entirely sure if I'm really going to be using it too much yet, but I think if Nintendo plays this right, in my opinion, this could be big for the casual market. I think, um, I think they definitely caught on to the idea that a lot of people watch TV along with some other device, whether it's like a smartphone or a tablet or something, and they're maybe talking to people or like on Twitter or whatever, you know, they're kind of interacting with something else as they watch TV nowadays. And so I think um, if they play their cards right, I think this could be kind of a, a big thing. I don't know. What do you guys uh, think about Nintendo TV? Yeah, I pretty much agree with what you were saying. I mean, it seems like it would be a really big pointer to get other people to get it. I mean, one of the number one used apps on the Wii is like the Netflix and the Hulu Plus. So it seems like a lot of people are already using that integration already on Wii. And with those apps already being on Wii U, and then now they're expanding it to the TV programs, I mean, that just seems like they're making it even more interesting and even more available to casual crowd. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I remember sitting back um, at, at E3 and and when they, when Reggie was talking about, you know, that there's going to be three pillars that they're going to, you know, build the Wii U upon. And I think, it, if I remember correctly, it was games, online, and entertainment. Something like that. Something and, like that, I think, yeah. And, uh, and I remember, you know, and then saying, we're going to talk about entertainment later on. And I'm like, huh, well, that's interesting. Um, and I know with, you know, uh, Microsoft's really been pushing the, is it like Glass, Project Glass or something like that? Um, I get that confused with the Google Glass and everything. So, um, but, you know, they're really, you know, pushing, you know, this, this second screen sort of idea. And I know um, that was kind of out there. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's seeming like out of nowhere, Nintendo comes in and says, you know what, we're not going to make the Wii U just a gaming system. We're going to fully embrace it as your entertainment hub of your living room, um, which is almost like a pivot in a way of what their intentions have been in the past between with their, with their other consoles. You know, they've always said you know, that there's an importance of having a dedicated gaming device in the home. Um, that's still something people want and everything. And and for those of us that are really, you know, big Nintendo fans, you know, we totally agree with that. You know, we see the benefits in it. Um, but it almost seems like they, they take an idea and then they said, but at the same time, we also want to be the center, you know, of your entertainment in the living room as well. We want you to, you know, take TV through us. We want to take, you know, take movies through us. Right, you know, to take um, you know the second screen experience and and almost like taking you know that <laughs> the uh, what you call it um, the voting channel on the on the Wii and kind of taking that way to the next level um, instead of you know just saying you know would you rather you know prefer to you know blue over red um, they're saying you know what would you say in this you know if it's a reality show you know who would you vote for and you know, they get this live stream coming in and Twitter going on like crazy and tying in all the social networks and, and all this stuff. Um, I think that's exciting. And I think that's like what you're saying, Hudson, that that's where a lot of people are going. Um, they sit down and watch TV with their iPad or with their iPhone or with their, their laptop in front of them. And people are almost always looking at two screens all the time. And I think Nintendo's just like, you know what, we're going to fully embrace this this idea. And I think it's a really good move if they can pull it off well. 
and it all depends if they can pull it off well, this is going to be huge because they, they've kind of perfected it in a way, um, at least in concept, that all these, these other, you know, companies like um, Google with their Google TV and Apple TV and all these other companies have tried to kind of step into this media streaming box. It seems like Nintendo TV actually could be that one that, that brings everything together in a really good package if they are able to pull it off well. Right. And I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I really hope they have, like, an integration for even, like, with AT&T U-verse and Comcast to kind of bring in those DVR functions. I know they only pretty much are talking about, like, TiVo and, like, Netflix, but it would be really cool if they integrated with those two companies as well. Right. And hopefully over time, you know, if this if this takes off, then we'll get more and more companies that will kind of sign on and add their things to it as well, and it will kind of expand into something big, which should be, uh, right. should be I interesting. Think the, I think one of the interesting things is that every time I've seen the box itself, I've never seen any sort of uh, coaxial input or anything like that in the back. I, I have no idea how the – is it going to be a network thing? Do we know how it's going to interact with live TV? I had heard something about – well, I don't, I don't know exactly about, like, the whole live aspect of it. I'm still a little confused about it, but it's something about, like – um, like I know with Verizon Fios, I have like an account, I guess, for for Fios. So like, there's an app on the iPad that I, I sign in with my account, and I can record programs and that kind of thing using that app. Um, so I think people have said that you'll be able to sign in with your account, but I don't know if that's just for something. I'm I'm still not entirely sure how it's going to work, um, but something like that, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see, I am Mr. Blanky in the chat wants to uh, say some stuff about Wii U. So uh, I am Mr. Blanky, you there? Okay, uh, pretty much uh, just throwing in what I have to say about TV. And I think the, I think it was uh, Greg that was saying about how people would sit down and watch TV with their iPads. It's actually something that uh, big TV um, stations like AMC have been pushing. They have their... Uh, Breaking Bad experience, Walking Dead experience, uh, Mad Men experiences, they all have these web apps that they tell people to use before they watch their shows. And I think that that could be something that Nintendo could get in on, especially like uh, that little hat trick they threw us with, they threw us with um, Reggie liking Breaking Bad at E3, I mean at the, at the, at the um, conference. So it's, it's just something that I could see happen. And as for a TV in, in its whole, as you guys were saying, I really do hope that they uh, announce something more about it because so far all we know about it is that it's what we already have in our living rooms. It's what Microsoft already offers. It's what Sony already offers. It's what Roku already offers. It's what most TVs already offer. So it has to be something more. They do need to get those contracts with uh, cable providers. They need to have Xfinity on TV. They need to have uh, files on TV. They need to have direct TV on files. I mean, uh, on TV. So right. it's it's a really uh, hit and miss kind of thing. It, it's either it's going to be something big, it's what people want, or it's not what people want. I could see where it could work, especially when they showed in their uh, sizzle vid for it. They, um, they showed a lot of interactivity between you and your episode of Modern Family, and it could be something big. Like I said before, it could be could be something that we might just end up using once or twice, like the Weather Channel. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see uh, see how that turns out. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, real totally quick, while you're on the uh, while you're on the line, uh, I am Mr. Blanky. Uh, deluxe or basic? Which one are you going for? Um. Right now, I really do want the deluxe, but I can only get the basic because I pre-ordered late. At this okay. moment, the way I'm looking at it is I don't even see why. Like, I know why they did choose for t uh, choose to do two SKUs, but at the moment, with the way that they're pushing deluxe, the deluxe bundle, I really don't see why there are two we use. I think there should be one available. There should be one available in both colors, and they'd still make off of that because look. You're, like what you were saying, how they could be right now creating a fake demand for the product. Right. That's something that 
could push sales of just one SKU. It's like how many people will actually be going out and buying the basic bundle when the deluxe bundle is sitting right there. And it's not like from what from what I understand, the deluxe bundle isn't some lim- limited time thing. It's going to be there for the entire console lifespan. So it's like when there are more deluxes in stock, who's going to buy the basic? Yeah. Right. I think I, I've got to almost view it as like what I think is going on with why, you know, Microsoft still has the Xbox Arcade Edition. So that they can offer a really a cheaper version, knowing that most people aren't going to buy that. But when they you know throw out numbers, oh the Nintendo Wii U is you know three hundred dollars, starting at three hundred dollars, starting at three hundred dollars sounds so much better than starting at three fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. And even when you say when you bring in the arcade edition, uh, when you bring in that thing about the arcade edition, uh, really the arcade edition didn't offer anything like compared to the elite bundles sure the only thing that came with the elite bundle that didn't come with arcade edition was a hard drive that's true yeah and the arcade bundle actually got three free games (laughs) yep (laughs) that's true three free games and a hard drive i mean uh i think i was more inclined to buy the arcade version and then get an external hard drive more than i was to get the actual elite bundle so it's weird when you try to compare it like that because you see Nintendo's doing the exact opposite. The right, bare that's, bones, that's, the bare bones bundle for Wii for the Wii U has nothing in it, while the deluxe has everything that you would want, everything that not just you, what you would want, but everybody would want. They, uh, I remember, I think it was uh, Moffat who said that uh, the basic bundle is for the hardcore gamer. I really. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I kind of did understand. I think it was actually she that said on forums. And it was more based on that you would already have the external hard drive. You wouldn't want to play Nintendo Land because it's a casual title kind of thing. It wasn't because that's only internal space. It's not like extra gigabytes of RAM or processing power. It's just extra storage space that you probably already have if you have an external hard drive. Yeah, I get that. But then, even when you say that Nintendo Land is a casual title, sure, it's a casual title. Sure, it's what people would consider fun over something that's technically awesome. It's, uh, it, it, it is that tech demo that the Wii U needs, that everybody that owns the Wii U needs to play. Because it's showing you, like, when I got my hands on at the Wii U experience, I honestly, I had a lot more fun with uh, Nintendo Land than I thought I would. Uh, even when it was just playing uh, Luigi's uh, Ghost Hunters with my sister, it was just, it seemed like something that, uh, something more than what everybody else is thinking. People are thinking of it as, uh, oh, Nintendo's just trying to cash in, get people their hopes up, especially like the Metroid uh, Metroid and F-Zero events, like getting people's hopes up for these things, for these games that they'll never announce. But I think that they're doing something good with Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land is really going to show off everything that the Wii U could and could be, can be, and will be in the future. So I think it's something that everybody needs to play, even if you are a hardcore gamer or a casual gamer. I mean, I do completely agree with everything. I just, I mean, Wii Sports, I mean, that's still a casual title, but everybody in the grandma was playing that one. So, I mean, right. it, they definitely have a hit there with Nintendo Land. And everybody oh, yeah, will want to play it. It is head and shoulders over Wii Sports. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely. the thing. Is, uh, I don't. I I don't want to compare Nintendo Land to Wii Sports because sure, Wii Sports could be viewed as that tech demo for the Wii, but really, there was nothing there that wasn't in every other game. Like, not to say every other game, but it was with uh, since the Wii did not launch with peripheral Wii Motion Plus, there was no one-to-one ratio, there was really nothing to show off with the Wii other than, hey, I can shake my control and make it swing a sword. While with Nintendo Land, they're literally showing off everything that will be on the system forever, and it's honestly the better experience. Uh, right. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, I am mm-hmm. Mr. Blanky. Thanks. Um, yeah, so definitely um, a lot of interesting stuff uh going on there with Nintendo TV and, and everything else. Um, but I want to get uh, to one more thing here. 
Um, we're going to try and keep these podcasts at roughly around an hour, um, so that way, you know, they don't kind of drag on too long. So what we'll kind of do is we'll, we're going to go through basically the, the launch lineup, the games coming day one and launch window, and we'll give some brief thoughts on those, and then maybe next time we can go more in-depth um, discussing, you know, some of these games and, and whatever else, uh, what other news comes out um, in two weeks' time, basically. Um, so a quick little rundown of these titles. Um, day one, you're going to be able to get 23 games on Wii U. You're going to be able to get Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Skylanders Giants, Transformers Prime, Wipeout 3, Disney Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2, EA Sports FIFA Soccer 13, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U Edition, New Super Mario Bros. U, Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, Nintendo Land, Sing Party, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, Warriors Orochi 3 Hyper, Darksiders 2, Assassin's Creed 3, ESPN Sports Connection, Just Dance 4, Rabbids Land, Your Shape Fitness Evolved 2013, Zombie U, Scribblenauts Unlimited, Game Party Champions, and Batman Arkham City Armored Edition. So um, we'll focus on launch window stuff, I guess, next time. But as far as day one is concerned, that's a um, pretty big list. Um, so what do you guys... Uh, thoughts on these? Let's start with Greg. I thought there was a plenty of variety for just about anybody. I mean, you have like the shoot, like the first-person shooters like Call of Duty and then you also have some more adventure games. And you got the classic platformer game like New Super Mario Brothers U. Then you also got like the, obviously we were saying a little bit more casual like Nintendo Land and Sing Party and Just Dance 4. So there's really a very good variety. I mean, I know Trist on the forum said there's no RPG, but those also take a long time to develop, and they'll be along at some point. They'll will probably be like a Xenoblade kind of sequel and other stuff like that, but that's another topic for another day. But, I mean, yeah. just by itself, I mean, there's really almost something for everybody. There's, there's more games that I want for this launch than I did with the Wii launch, and that's pretty good. And what about you, Steve? I think, as I was trying to look through the list a little bit, um, it, it definitely is a phenomenal list, I think, um, in terms of, like what Greg was saying, in terms of um, quantity, but also a, a good mix between, you know, different types of games. Like, you do have the extremely casual, um, but then you have, you know, what a lot of people consider the extremely hardcore, with, you know, things like, you know, um, Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed and stuff as well. Um so, but, you know, as I was looking through, it doesn't seem like there are too many uh, that are completely exclusive, and, and not saying that there had to be, you know, totally exclusives, but there are a lot of the ones on the list are games that have been already announced or, or um, have already come out for the other systems, which is kind of unfortunate, I think. Um, for some people, that would totally be, you know, that's a really good thing. You know, look, the, the third parties are treating Wii U the same as they would, you know, PS3 and 360. But at the same time, like, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, it's a good thing, I think, for a lot of reasons because they're, they're treating, you know, they're holding it as an equal party. But at the same time, in a way, Nintendo's trying to push it above that and beyond that. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I think... Hopefully, over time, we'll see those those other you know exclusives or or you know new titles, new IPs coming to uh, Wii U. But you know, and the initial list does seem a lot of like a lot of repeats. And that's just, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm just it's it's an obvious thing I guess um, that there are a lot of repeats on on this list. Right. Um, I think I think it's kind of interesting. I um. some people kind of do view that as sort of a a negative in a way. Um, Some people are kind of happy about it. Um, I guess it it sort of depends. I think um, what's interesting is, well, you're always going to get, you know, your multi-platform titles, your ports, those kinds of things at launch. Um, But I think what's really interesting about this launch lineup is, at least for me, what I'm looking for on day one is, you know, I'd say maybe around, I'd say two games is a decent number, two games maybe that are ones that I definitely want to play and I'm set, like, day one, at least two games. And then I want some games in that the following launch window to kind of keep me going at those next few weeks or so. 
Um, and looking at this list, if you're somebody that has a 360 or a PS3 or anything, um, they, then, you know, some of these games like Black Ops 2, Assassin's Creed 3, those games may not appeal to you. But I would think you'd still find at least probably two things, maybe one Nintendo title, maybe it's New Super Mario Bros. U or something. Uh, Zombie U is another big one. So there's some exclusives that I, I would think you'd probably be able to find two games on day one that you would be able to enjoy um, if you are a 360 PS3 owner. And then in the coming weeks, I'm sure there's other stuff coming, and you also own those other systems, PS3 and 360, so I'm sure you have games on those that you're going to buy. So you'll probably be busy at least um, in those initial months of Wii U. Um, and then for somebody that didn't have those systems, they only had a Wii, like myself, then um, there's a bunch of games on here that actually I'm interested in. So in that regard, it's kind of like, I see this, this seems to be a pretty good launch in my opinion, because it's like, there seems to be at least, you know, a couple games that everybody will, will really like. Like for me, um, in terms of third parties, Assassin's Creed 3, I'm getting that day one. Like I'm really excited for that. You know, but I'll also look into Black Ops 2 and some of these other games that might be on other systems. But at the same time, I mean, Nintendo Land, Zombie U, I mean, these games exclusive to Wii U that are also looking pretty awesome. So it's, uh, um, I don't know, there seems to be a bunch of stuff coming day one that I think will be will be really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it is a really good list, um, but it was just kind of interesting to to look through it and kind of just notice that. And like you said, I mean, it all depends on the actual person, like you know what their preference is and what their situation is, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but it was interesting to to see that. Um, yeah, I think the big question for me is, I think you know some of those multi-party or multi-platform games. I'm still hoping you know that you know. What's what's Nintendo going to do? What, how they're going to work this out? Where they're going to get people to buy, for instance, like Black Ops 2 on Wii U instead of getting it for a system like PS3 or 360 that they already own um, and continue in the in the communities, the online communities they have there. What's going to push them to get it for Wii U instead and build up that community? I think that's going to be big. Um, maybe that's a discussion for another podcast, but that's some of the thoughts that go through my head because it's a great game, but how are they going to really going to get people to get out there and get it and build up that online community that needs to go along with it? Right. And I think um, part of that might be just maybe building up a, a base as well. Because I think some of these games, you know, some of them like Batman um, has been out for a while already. So it's sort of like, why why should people care now? But then at the same time, if they release another Batman game, then it's sort of like, well, why weren't the other ones on there? So I guess in a way, maybe they're trying to, um, build a base. So I'm almost, I'm almost a little worried about some of these games because it's like it's good that they're finally coming, but I, I mean I don't think Black Ops 2 is going to do as good as the other systems um, versions just because the the base isn't there yet. Um, but at the same time, I think it'll help create a base on Wii U. But then there's also the side that's like, well, I don't want the game to sell poorly on Wii U because then they might not put as much effort into the future games. Right. It's like there's so many sides to it. It's uh kind of complicated, but... Yeah. I think the Call of Duty series has always been released on Wii. I mean, I don't think there's a huge following as there is for 360 or PlayStation 3, but I think they've still been on the Wii in, in their multi-platform release on like games like Assassin's Creed, which is might be a little bit harder for people to get that one instead. Luckily, it comes out only a few weeks before the system launch, and not like Batman where it came out in like March or April, I think it was. And so people have probably already even beaten the game, and see there'd be less demand for that we launch title out of the other third-party ones. Right. Yeah. Right. I think those games that have that you know have just re- launched like right before Wii U. That's those are going to be a lot better. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, like you're saying, like Batman Arkham City. I mean, it it is a brand new version that has all DLC from the other versions built in and everything. It, it it's pretty cool and it's got some Wii U specific. Um, controls and everything, I'm thinking, you know, Mass Effect 3, I'm like, some people have already played that, complained about it, and, and already, you know, getting the, the new version um, of the ending and all that other stuff before the Wii U version even comes out, you know, are they going to turn around and probably get that? Probably those people like, you know, like us that, that don't have those other systems, but they're probably not going to get anybody else that's a big fan of Mass Effect and turn around and say, oh yeah, I'll buy, the, buy it on Wii U, because I've already played it. Like I said, and, you know, 
figured out everything a while back on another system. Right. And don't get me started on Mass Effect and EA <laughs> being <laughs> stupid with their... Yeah. yeah. Me and Hudson had that discussion on Twitter with the, the trilogy being released. And, and I know. It's like, on, on yeah. It's, I mean, that's ridiculous <laughs> itself, but yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the perfect, like, why? Uh, I don't know. I could go on and on about that. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, it's, it's like, oh, uh, I, I know, you probably went on and on about it, but, I mean, it's like EA's like, oh, here, this, we're finally going to give you something great, and then we're going to kick you in the face. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you know, this is going to be their excuse later on when Mass Effect 3 doesn't do well. Well, yeah, we tried bringing the game to Wii U, and it seems those cut, those types of games don't work well, so we're going to bring <laughs> the the junk and stuff. It's like, really? But... <laughs> But yeah, we can kind of rant about EA in a whole other <laughs> podcast. Um, and uh, I am Mr. Blanky is also saying in the chat he agrees. Uh, you know, because Batman is be here in a month old by the time it releases on Wii U. Game of the Year edition hits in March. Uh, he thinks uh, Black Ops Two will do fine as well because um, the uh, the Call of Duty games on Wii sold well as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I got Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare on Wii, and that was that was kind of cool. So. It'll be uh, interesting to see. Um, but I think uh, that about wraps up our discussion for uh, this week's podcast. I think next week we can focus a lot more on the uh, the launch lineup and discuss some of our thoughts. I know all three of us have, have played a bunch of these games, so we can also give some, some impressions on some of these And um, as we get ready in the weeks leading up to Wii U. So that should be uh, pretty awesome. Um, and... Uh, yeah, but uh, before we head out, though, we have uh, one or two little um, notices that I wanted to, to give as well. Um, one being we have some tournaments going on on Nintendo Fuse that you should definitely uh, check out. We just had a, a Kid Icarus tournament, I believe. Um, so there's that. And we have a Mario Kart 7 tournament coming up. Um, I know, Greg, you're kind of uh, helping out with some of that. Did you want to give a little maybe brief thing about that, letting people know what it is? Yeah, I'm next to the event moderator for it. So the Mario Kart 7 one it will be taking place on October 27th. I'm still getting everything completely finalized. Basically, there will be communities throughout the day, like a couple different communities that I'll be sending out to the registrants so then they can figure out, and then they'll be racing with a set group of people, and then those that accumulate the most points will move on to another community the following week, and pretty much it goes the will span the three or four weeks before the Wii U launches as we'll be handing out a Wii U grand prize to the very best racer of the final community, along with uh, New Super Mario Bros. U and the Sonic Racing Transformed. Nice. So you hear that? If you, if you want to win a Wii U, the console we've just been talking about, we're all excited about, uh, you might want to brush up on those Mario Kart 7 skills and uh, get ready. Saturday, October 27th is the day. So uh, True. definitely uh, like this, get ready. I wish I wasn't a staff writer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I miss playing. We gotta, awesome we gotta prizes. get some uh, more uh, Mario Kart 7 gameplay going. I know we used to we play do. the community a lot, and that was fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, did, I did want to host like practice practice sessions up from like pretty much starting today all the way up until the 27th, where all three of us and any other listener or any other reader can join in and hone on their skills. And the other thing I wanted to point out, we are giving away the deluxe model. We're not giving away the basic Wii U model. Oh, there you go. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, and by the way, the three of us need to play some Tetris Access uh, online. We've been talking about that forever. Um, <laughs> anyone else listening I in, you want to join in? I can get Tetris. it right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, like, touched it in... Like for, I think when I got the 3ds XL, I played like some two-player with my sister, but I mean, it really wasn't yeah. much. But uh, but yeah. So if anybody wants to play some online games on 3ds, uh, join the Nintendo Fuse forums, um, and uh, let us know what you want to play, and we'll kind of figure some stuff out. I got a cool community going on the forums, um, so definitely join in and uh, join the tournament so you can win stuff, and then uh, join in on the fun playing some of these games. Don't want to miss that. Um, but that about concludes uh, this week's episode. Um, also wanted to kind of thank um, anyone in the, the chat room. There's been a couple of guests that have been in and out, I guess. So thank you guys. And uh, and also, uh, I, Mr. Blanky, thank you. Um, it's kind of interesting little story with I, Mr. Blanky. 
went to the Zelda Symphony concert and uh, he was sitting next to me and um, it was pretty cool. We we're kind of talking about Zelda and everything and uh, enjoying the concert. And next thing I know, um, well, I post up a little write-up. I go to the Wii U Experience uh, after that, post up a little write-up on the site, and he comments on it. And uh, he's like, hey, I think I saw you at the Zelda thing. So kind of interesting little story there. So uh, you never know who you might run into, any Nintendo fans out there. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely a great community we have, Nintendo Fuse. And uh, so join in on all of that. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for this week. So... We'll be back in uh, two weeks' time, um, Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, we will be discussing more on the Wii U launch lineup and whatever else comes up uh, between now and then. So thank you all for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you in two weeks. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah.